I thought maybe I'd bring an exhortation on prayer. And I know that for myself, I need to be reminded of this over and over and over. So maybe you've heard a sermon on this before. Maybe you've given good, deep consideration to this. If you have, well, let's all consider it together once again. The place I'd like you to turn in your Bibles is Luke chapter 11. Very well known where the disciples asked the Lord to teach them to pray. And we've all gathered here for just that reason to pray. And if there's anything in this portion of scripture that jumps out at me personally, that I just find myself coming back to again and again and again, it's the parable aspect of these 13 verses. We have what we call the Lord's Prayer there in 2, 3, and 4. We have, we have our Lord's further teaching and exhortation following this, this parable. But let's just dive in and look at this, verse 5. Luke chapter 11, verse 5. Jesus said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, do not bother me, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you. Though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his, my ESV says impudence, importunity is what the KJV says, persistence. Because of that, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, it will be opened. And what jumps out at me is is what is so obvious Who's represented in the parable? I mean, we we basically have two characters. And I think if I were to ask you all, who are the two characters representing? Well, obviously, we have one individual that's asking, and we have another individual that's being asked, and in the end is the giver. And so if I were to ask you to... Tell me who these people are. We understand. We understand parables. Parables are meant to teach us spiritual truths that may not be so easily perceived by illustrations that come from common life that we're all very familiar with. And the truth is, a neighbor going to a neighbor and asking for eggs is an illustration we can all relate to. Asking my neighbor for something. You have one man. He's outside his friend's house, his neighbor's house. And he's out there and he's, he's got a need. 
And the guy inside the house can meet the need. And so if I say, okay, who's represented by these two characters? I think we all recognize we are represented in this parable by the guy who's outside. And if I were to ask you, well, who is represented on the inside? You know, the first part of all this teaching, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. I think what we have to ask here is in context, who's the bread giver? It's the Father. And so I think we have to, we, we have to be honest with the parable here. What Jesus is doing is he wants us to see that in some way, in some fashion, God the Father resembles the friend in the parable who basically is saying, don't bother me. We have to recognize that. Now, if we stopped right here and we said, okay, let's be honest with this, I think we all we would all have to admit that is not the way we like to view the Father. That's not a very attractive image that Jesus presents to us here as to how to get answers to our prayers. It it if we're honest, it makes it sound like God is reluctant. It makes it sound like that if we bother God enough, that if, if, if he just gets irritated enough, that he may give us what we want. Not because he cares for us, not because he's a friend, but just simply because we've irritated him enough. I mean, if, if we're honest, that's what this parable sounds like. But, but I think, if again, if we look at the context, Jesus isn't going to leave us room to believe that. I mean, if you go to verse 13, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So what Jesus wants us to know is that indeed we do have a Heavenly Father who is the most caring, most generous Father imaginable. And yet, I think we would all admit that if we were wanting to create a parable to illustrate God's willingness to give to his children, probably the last thing we would ever do is create a parable like this that makes it sound like God is like this friend who's reluctant to give in the middle of the night, already washed his feet, already in bed with his children. And that almost seems at odds with a father who loves us far more than we love our own children. But anyway, the fact is that's the parable Jesus gives us. And we, we're not going to find fault with him. If there's anybody that knows how to teach and teaches well and teaches like no one else ever taught, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think we all would all admit he often surprises us by how he teaches, what he says. But the point is this. This does make sense from one perspective. We all have felt this way. Say, what do you mean? I mean, just this. Which one of us hasn't felt in our prayer life exactly like that parable? 
Which one of us haven't felt and sensed that the thing we're asking for, God is not very quick to answer? At least from our perspective, the, the thing is, it does make sense. It, it's the way it feels. When we ask God for something, it often seems exactly like this friend in the parable who doesn't want to get out of bed, but then does get out of bed. Isn't that the way our prayer life feels sometimes? We ask God, we ask God, we plead with God, please give us this, give us this, save this person. Lord, we're in desperate need. There's this trial, there's this thorn in the flesh. And what Jesus is teaching us is what? That if at first God doesn't help, God is very much in the business of afterwards helping us, just like the guy in the parable. But only if what? Only if we keep knocking. Only, and you don't want to miss the point of what Jesus is teaching. I'm often startled by this. Jesus doesn't say our main problem is we don't know what to ask for as we ought. You, did you notice that from the parable? There's nothing here said about the guy isn't asking for the right thing. Now, we can't ask for wrong things. Don't get me wrong there. But that's not the big, that's not what Jesus sees hinders our prayer most. Nor, nor is it sin. I mean, he says, forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone who's indebted to us. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts. The fact is, Jesus' primary teaching here is not that typically the reason we don't get answers to our prayers is because we didn't live a perfect week. The fact is what Jesus is teaching us is persistence in prayer. I mean, when you've got grit and determination, you're not going to leave that door until you get the bread that you came for, you get the help at midnight that you want. What Jesus is teaching is that when we have endurance in prayer and we don't give up and we stay at it, we will prevail with God in ways that those who give up will never prevail with God. You see what he's teaching here. If the guy would have stopped his persistence in knocking on that door and just walked away, he would have never got the bread. Jesus is not teaching that God is reluctant. But what he is teaching us here is that the guy in the parable, if he had gone home after the first refusal, what would have been the outcome? He most certainly would never have gotten the loaves of bread that he came for. Brothers and sisters, I just want to remind you all over again, what is being taught here is this. Everyone who asks receives, but not just once. You see, what, there's progression here, seeking and knocking and staying at it. What Jesus is teaching us here is one of the greatest reasons that we fail to obtain what we want in prayer is we give up too easily. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, don't accept a denial until God makes it certain to you that he said no. When you're uncertain, keep asking. Importunity, impudence, persistence, be shameless, be bold. Isn't that what we're told? Boldly approach the throne of grace. Be bold, be bold. What God's teaching us here is our great problem is not presumption. 
Our great problem as Christians, you'll never see warnings in the New Testament about presumption. It's always our little faith. It's always we give up too easily. It's always we faint. We don't pray. We don't keep at it. We don't, we're not persistent. So brothers, sisters, be reminded. We've got it. God tells us through the prophet Isaiah, don't give him any rest. And don't you take rest. You that are calling for the peace of Jerusalem, you don't give him rest and he doesn't want you to. So just a reminder, amen.